I really believe last week we started a series called Wait. And I really believe it's significant for us, significant because we're going to lead up to Pentecost and uh, we got Dr. Dr. Dave Smith from uh, Kingsgate Peterborough speaking to all of our campuses on Pentecost Sunday. It's going to be amazing Sunday. It's a Sunday you want to bring your friends to. It's going to be amazing. But I really believe this weight series could stir something in each and every one of us if we'll lean in and we'll decide, okay, God, what do you want to do in my life over these next few weeks through your Holy Spirit? You believing for it, church? Come on. So good. Well, take your seats in the room there in Rotherham. I, like, I just thinking on that, what could our lives be like? What could our church be like if we all lent in full of the power of the Holy Spirit? Hey, uh, like I said, it's so good uh, to be together. If this is your first time at Icon Church, then we want to give you a huge welcome. want to say welcome home. Come on, church, let's welcome all those with us here for the first time in Rotherham, Chesterfield, and online. And uh, so good to see uh, so many people online as well. I, I've seen Graciela. Hopefully I, I said that right. I've seen you in the chat. I've seen Cal from Derby, Mark and Fiona Shake, always there, always faithful, amazing. And Dan and Jane James from Derby and many others as well. It's been amazing today. So let me pray and then let's get into this. Lord, yeah, come on, let's open our hearts. Let's believe for God to speak to us today. Lord, we thank you today that you're with us. We thank you today that you're for us. And we pray today as we open our hearts that you would speak to each and every one of us. We ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit. And that today, through your word, we would be empowered to live out the life that you've called us to live in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Have you ever... Um, received something that you really needed? No one. Like you've received something that you really needed, but you didn't know you needed it until you had it. Like you didn't know you needed it until you had it. Actually, you probably even said, I don't need that. Other people have got it, but I don't need that. And then you get it and it's like, I really needed it. I got bought for my birthday some AirPods, right? I, I didn't think I, I needed them, but going on runs, I needed them because that wire gets in your way like mad, like crazy. Like you're fiddling with the wires, trying to run, all of this. It wrecks your times massively, honestly. It's not the unfitness at all. But let, let's go back a few years. And I know for some of you, you, you don't know. We're going to like dinosaur era here. When people didn't have mobile phones. I'm sorry if I offended you with the dinosaur era uh, joke there. But like, I, I remember growing up and like my mom and dad, didn't really have mobile phones. It was a landline. Now, who still has a landline phone? Just raise your hand. Raise your hand there in Rotherham. Uh, about six people in the room here. Okay. We all have to have a landline number because we need broadband, but that's only, the only reason we need a landline uh, number is because we want the broadband. Everyone, it's all mobile phone now. Uh, if my mama is watching this, then I know that uh, 
She like she's got a mobile phone. She's getting used to it, and I, I'm like, big up you, Mama, and uh, she'll love this because I'm mentioning her in a message right now, and um, like she'll ring you on it, but then you try and ring her back, and it's switched off. <laughs> and you're like, no, Mama, just plug it in to charge it, Mama, and it'll keep charged. But if you ring a landline, you'll get her. But like I remember when like mobile phones were first being introduced, and being a teenager, you know, like. Back when I was a teenager, it, it wasn't a, like a prerequisite of being a teenager to have a mobile phone. My son has a mobile phone. Now, do not judge me. It has no SIM card in it, and he just uses it for making YouTube videos. Okay. But I remember, like, taking my mom and dad's phone when we used to go uh, to different places. Me and Josh, we used to go to, like, youth events. They'd give us this mobile phone, and I remember it because it was the Matrix flip phone. Like we've got an image of it coming up. Look at this. Okay. Now, the only thing we could do on that phone was call somebody. And I, I'm not sure. I, I couldn't find it out, but I'm not sure it even had snake on it. What a game that was. Like what a game that was. But I used to pretend I was Neo. For anyone who's watched Matrix, what a great movie. I used to pretend I was Neo. And uh, I didn't have the long leather coat or anything like that, but used to like flip the phone out, try and impress all the girls with the flip phone out, all of that. But like, I, and, then, and then mobile phone technology moved on so much that today we have computers sat in our pocket. We have computers. And, and there have been many times throughout history, people have said, do I really need it? Do I really need that iPhone? Do I really need it? Well, let me tell you, today's message, like going through life, I really needed my iPhone because there were some ideas that came about that I needed to write down. And how awkward it is to get a pen and paper out and when I can just go into my notes and guess what? It updates on my iPhone and it updates on my computer. Oh, my life technology. I love it. Have you ever received something you really needed it? Needed. You didn't know you needed it, but when you received it, oh, I can't live without this. Um, Acts 1 and verse 8, the verses that we're going to look at today, and the title of my message is You Will Receive Power because Acts 1 and Verse 8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You see, to live life, to live the life that we are called to live, I want to present to us that we need the Holy Spirit. For many of us, we might even be questioning, do I really need it? To live the life that Jesus has called us to live, we need the Holy Spirit. Imagine like you met the disciples after they received the Holy Spirit, after they've gone about, after they've been bold and courageous, and we'll get to that, after they've gone about spreading the good news of Jesus, the gospel message, after they've done all of that, they've even gone to places to the ends of the earth like Rotherham, I'm joking, people, I'm joking. Imagine saying to them, could you imagine doing this without the Holy Spirit? 
Could you imagine doing this without the power of the Holy Spirit in your life? Can you imagine your life, Peter, without the power of the Holy Spirit? And I would suggest to us today that it would be a big emphatic no. I cannot imagine my life. I cannot imagine. I do not think I could do what I am called to do without the power of the Holy Spirit. We can go through life and we can live our lives kind of asking the question or living our lives kind of saying the question, do I really need it? Do I really need the Holy Spirit? Well, Jesus needed it. I know some of you are shocked right now. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. And if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, I definitely need the Holy Spirit. I'll say it again. I know so few people are writing it down and a few people are like, did he really just say that? If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, then I definitely, I definitely need the Holy Spirit. To live the life that Jesus has called me to live. To live in the power. To live the life that Jesus has called us to live. To live the life that actually takes me to a future far greater than anything I could ask or imagine. I need the Holy Spirit. Okay, I can hear them in Rotherham saying, Nathan, where's your scripture for this? Okay, we're going to turn there. Luke 3. I'm going to just show you that Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. Luke 3, 22. This is Jesus' baptism. There's two great messages, actually. Uh, around, one around Jesus' baptism, one around Jesus' temptation by our lead pastor, Paul. And uh, I'd encourage you, get on YouTube and, and listen to those and take notes and grab those because they're amazing. But this is Jesus' baptism, and he's been baptized. And look what it says. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him. Okay? So this is his baptism. And then the rest of Luke 3 is is a genealogy about Jesus. And uh, it it goes along that. And then Luke 4 verse 1, it says, Jesus full of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is upon him. And now he's full of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by who? The Spirit into the desert. He was led by the Spirit into the desert. Now, we're probably thinking, like, why would the Spirit lead him into this temptation? Well, I'm going to get there in a moment. But he's full of the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's go down a few verses. Verse 14. After the temptation, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of what? The Spirit. He returns in the power of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has has come upon him. He's filled with it. And now, after the temptation, he leaves there in the power of the Spirit. And then let's go to verse 18. Jesus is in a synagogue. And he picks these verses from Isaiah. I think it's Isaiah 61, uh, verses 1 and 2. But it starts with this. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Can you see this? The Holy Spirit has descended upon Jesus. He's full of the Holy Spirit. 
He's got the power of the Spirit, and he realizes for the mission and the calling on his life, for what he's called to do, he has to say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, I need the Holy Spirit. Just like my phone feels a part of my life right now, like, just take a moment. Can you imagine your life without your phone? Now, maybe for some of us, we could go a day. Maybe for some of us, a full week. But anything beyond that, and I, I get a little bit anxious. Like, how do I stay connected? How do I do what I'm meant to do? How did I do this before? How did I do this before I had my phone? And we found a way. But let me tell you, there's a lot more power now I've got my phone. It's a lot easier. I'll say that again. It's a lot easier. See, when we try and strive to live the life that Jesus has called me to live, it's tough and it's hard without the Holy Spirit. But with the Holy Spirit, he'll empower us and he'll give us the power to live out what we're called to do, each and every single one of us. And we, sometimes we get this idea of the Holy Spirit being kind of like an add-on, an extra. Or if you're with O2 on your phone, to keep the analogy, a bolt-on. There are other good phone providers available. But A.W. Tozer said this, the Spirit-filled life is not a special deluxe edition of Christianity. It is part and parcel of the total plan for God, uh, plan of God for his people. I'll say it again because I stumbled over my words and it's really powerful. The Spirit-filled life is not a special deluxe edition of Christianity. Christianity. It is part and parcel of the total plan of God for his people. It's part and parcel of the total plan of God for your life, for my life, for everyone who follows Jesus. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. It's part and parcel of the life that Jesus has called me to live. And so why is it? Why is it part and parcel? Why is it that I need the Holy Spirit? Well, firstly is this, because the Holy Spirit gives us boldness and courage. Boldness and courage. You see in the end of those verses in Acts 1, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses all over, in, in Derby, in Sheffield, in Rotherham, in Stocksbridge, and to the ends of the earth. You'll be my witnesses everywhere. It gives them a boldness and a courage. If you go to the day of Pentecost, and I'm not going to stay there because that's coming up, but if you go to the day of Pentecost, the guy who stands up to speak is a guy called Peter, and he stands up with the others, with the other disciples, and he stands up, but he's the one who speaks. He's the one who denied Jesus three times. But the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, has given him a boldness and a courage. There's another example, Acts 4. You can turn there, Acts 4, verses 29 to 31. So I'll give you a bit of context. They've been told to shut up, basically. The disciples have been told to be quiet. Their response to this, like, do we obey man or do we obey God? 
we cannot keep quiet. This is their response, Peter and John's response when they're told to shut up. We cannot keep quiet about what we've seen and what we've heard. Okay, there's a boldness and a courage. They go back to all the believers and they tell them the report and then they have a prayer meeting about this. And their prayer meeting is not, Lord, would you change their mind? God, would you, would you just change their mind? No, look what it says. Verse 29, it says, Now, Lord, consider their threats, consider their threats, and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And then look what happens. After they prayed... The place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the, because they needed it. They needed it because it's giving them boldness and courage. And look what it says after. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. The Holy Spirit will give you boldness and courage. It'll give you boldness and courage. There's a verse in Ephesians 5 and verse 18. I'm not going to read it. The guys will put it up on the screen. But the Apostle Paul likens, he says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, I thought, why does Paul liken being drunk with wine and the Holy Spirit? Because let me tell you, when a few of my friends have been drunk, they have been bold and courageous. They have picked some fights they should not have picked up. There have been many a times I have been stood in the middle going, saying to someone, I'm really sorry. They have just had too much to drink. I'm really sorry. Please don't hit me and please don't hit them because you will like destroy us. It makes them bold and courageous. It also makes them bold and courageous in another way. They start trying to chat up girls who are way out of their league. Now, I'm not saying, well, maybe. I mean, I mean, you know, maybe if you're single in this place, maybe you need a bit of Holy Spirit for a bit of boldness and courageousness to, you know, just, yeah, they might seem out of your league, but Holy Spirit power. Anything's possible, people. See, the Holy Spirit will give you courage and boldness in all the right areas, in all the right places. The Holy Spirit will give you a boldness and courage to pick the right fights. Can I say last week our lead pastor Paul picked a fight with the enemy? He did. Because he said, we are not, we are not going to give up young people to the enemy. He picked a fight with the enemy. He said, we're not going to give the next generation to the enemy. We are going to fight. We are going to fight. And why did he pick that fight? Because there's an infilling of the Holy Spirit upon Icon Church. There's an infilling that we're going to pick the right fights. We're going to pick the fights that Jesus has called us to do. But it'd be very easy. It'd be very easy for us to just go, young people don't go to church. No, no, no. We're going to pick a fight with the enemy. And we're going to say, hey, we're going to reach a whole load of young people. We're going to reach the next generation. Why? Because we're full of the Spirit. And because we're full of the Spirit, we have a power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That we're going to pick some fights. Like the day of Pentecost, I'm going back to it again. The people thought they were drunk. Why? Because there's this boldness and courage. There's this something about them that actually, ah, like, do you know what? There's something on their lives. 
I believe, for each and every one of us. See, the Spirit, I saw those verses, the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. And this was like Jesus' preparation for the mission. Yeah? We'd all get that. But I also like to think it like this, that like the Holy Spirit's leading Jesus in, into the wilderness to, uh, you know, kind of have this battle with the enemy. And he's chuckling because he's like, there's no way he's going to lose. There's no way Jesus is going to lose this battle. There's no way. He's already a champion. He's full of the Holy Spirit. There's no way he's going to lose. There's no way this is going to lead to Jesus losing. And we see it. He's full of the Holy Spirit. He leaves in the power of the Holy Spirit. He comes out victorious in that moment. I believe for each and every one of us that actually if we'll decide to be full of the Holy Spirit, if we'll decide to rely on the Holy Spirit's power, that whatever we may face, whatever situation we go into, wherever life may take us, that actually we can know victory after victory after victory after to victory because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit for our lives. Jesus, full of the Spirit, full of the Spirit, and he returns in the power of the Holy Spirit, and he begins this mission, this mission. I love those verses in Acts 4 because it tells us of this incredible encounter that the apostles, the, the Jesus followers, the Christians in that day, they had this incredible encounter. It says the whole place was shaken. But the whole place wasn't shaken, so they had the nice, warm, fuzzy, goosebump moment. No, it was to live out their calling as followers of Jesus. It was to go with boldness and courage. I've been in many meetings where, you know, like maybe the Holy Spirit has moved. But I've walked out and I've just lived my life exactly the same because I've not allowed the Holy Spirit to fill me, to live out the life he's calling me to live. And we see this all over the book of Acts. Just open the book of Acts. Just decide, hey, I'm going to look when the Holy Spirit fell. And you'll see that after the Holy Spirit falls, there's this boldness and courage to achieve what Jesus has called them to do. It was never just about this one moment for however long it was that the place was shaken. It was for their lives. Charles Spurgeon said this about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can cast out the evil spirit of the fear of man. He can make the coward brave. I believe today, as I was preparing this, that for some of us, fear has been gripping us. I want to say today, the Holy Spirit can make you brave. I believe for some of us today, maybe you're in Rotherham and worry has been upon your life. I want to say the Holy Spirit is the power that you need today. That for many of us, for many of us today, that actually it's the Holy Spirit, it's the infilling of the Holy Spirit to walk into our every day. I need the Holy Spirit to do and live as I've called to live. I think, I think we can all live a great life without the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe you can live a great life, but you can't live a powerful life. You'll receive power when the Holy... That word power is dunamis, which is Greek word. It's the Greek word for dynamite or dynamo. And it's this power for miracles and moments. But it, I, like I was reading into this word, but it's also power for your soul. 
like to live out your everyday, to live out the calling, to live out the everyday. It's power for my everyday. It's power to walk into that interview in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the power to parent in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the parents said, amen. Fill me with the Holy Spirit right now. It's the power to walk into my job and do it the very best I can in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the power to be a witness in all the earth to the power of God. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that I need. Many times we try and do everything in our strength. I'm trying to strive. I'm trying to do everything in my strength. But Romans 8 verse 26 says this, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. It goes on, it says, sometimes we don't know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. It's the Spirit that helps us. We may not even know what we want, but the Spirit intercedes. He knows what we need in every single moment. In every single moment. So the Holy Spirit gives us a boldness, and a courage. But the Holy Spirit also produces something in our lives. He produces fruit that will last. Fruit that will last. In Galatians, in um, Galatians 5, and team can begin to get up. In Galatians 5, the writer of Galatians talks about life by the Spirit. And for time's sake, I'll give you all the verses, 16 to 25, but I'm just going to highlight two verses here for us today. It's verse 22 and 23. And it says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Like there's a fruit of the Spirit. There's an outworking of the Holy Spirit in our lives. There's an outworking. And it's not a fruit that kind of like dies away. I, I'd, I'd searched in my uh, football bag yesterday because um, I, um, sometimes I, I take bananas to football. And I'm not a big banana fan. Like, I don't like bananas, but I, I really like them because of their, the benefit for exercise. Anyone with me, you just eat something for the benefit. Like bananas, I really don't like, but they're really good for you. So I'm like, every time before a run, I'll have a, like a banana. And really, I should probably do a bit more research and find something that I really like. But do you know why? It's just easier. I'll eat a banana. Yeah, banana. Yeah, someone else likes bananas over there. <laughs> but I tried to search in my football bag because many a time I've took a banana to football and Let's just say it stayed there. And we know what happens. Like, yeah, it doesn't look nice. And there have been moments where I found one in my football bag and I've, you know, I, I'm ashamed to say I've put it in the shoe of one of the football lads. So as they put their foot in, beautiful. This is like Paul says there's a fruit of the Spirit. If we'll be filled with the Spirit, there's a fruit of the Spirit. But unlike my banana that goes off very quickly, this fruit doesn't. This fruit lasts. I, that's why I need the Holy Spirit. 
Because Jesus said this, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. There are many times that my flesh wants to do something contrary to the spirit. I'll highlight them in a the moment, but, but there's many times that my flesh, my life, I want to do things and they are contrary to what the spirit is calling me to do. But if I'll decide to be led by the Spirit, in those verses, the Apostle Paul who writes those verses, he says, keep in step with the Spirit because there's a fruit that will last, a fruit that will bring energy, a fruit that will last in people's lives. It'll leave a lasting impact on people's lives if we'll keep in step with the Spirit. You see, in a world full of negativity, if we'll be living a life that actually is spirit-powered, the fruit will be joy. And it's a fruit that will last. You see, many times my flesh wants to be negative, but I need the infilling of the Holy Spirit, just like Jesus needed it to accomplish the mission, but to be a Jesus follower, to be an influence in the world and to produce fruit that lasts I need the infilling of the Holy Spirit because in those moments where I want to be negative, I want to display some joy. Our three of us are with me today. Okay, I'll give you another one. In a world full of impatience, I want to be full of the Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is I'll have a peace. Because impatience leads to this restlessness. Impatience, you know, your Mackey's order. You have to park up. Oh my life. Can you park in bay two, please? Fast food? Yeah, not that quick. Especially when your son doesn't want anything but a burger. In a world full of impatience that leads to restlessness, I want to be full of the Spirit. Why? Because the fruit that I'll begin to produce is peace. It hasn't worked out yet, but I got a peace about it. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm not going to get impatient. I'm going to have a peace because God is at work. A peace that transcends all understanding. Okay, we'll, we'll get into it. In a world full of gossip. In a world full of gossip where we talk about somebody bad. Hey, let me tell you, there are many times my flesh, me, I want to do that. No, 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 no. In a world full of gossip, I want to be full of the Spirit. Why? Because I want to be a person who is full of kindness and gentleness, full of believing the best in people, no matter the circumstance, no matter what life may look like. I want to be that kind of person. Anyone with me? Oh, in a world full of disloyalty. Hey, like uh, you do something wrong, that's it. You're gone. In a world full of disloyalty, I want to be full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I want to produce a fruit of faithfulness that actually sticks by some people, that actually sticks with some people throughout their lives. In a world full of selfishness, me, 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 I, 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 what can I get? I want to be full of the Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is a spirit of goodness. I want to do good, keep doing good. In a world full of indiscipline, Giving in to temptation. I need to be full of the Spirit because it's very easy to give in to temptation. In many areas of our life, it's so easy, but I want to be full of the Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is forbearance and self-control. 
And lastly, in a world full of hate and cancelling others, I need a Holy Spirit-powered life. A Holy Spirit-powered life that the fruit of the Spirit would be (laughs) love. A love. Love. You see, those verses in Acts 1 are incredibly powerful for us all. And Jesus said there was a new command he gave to his disciples all the time. Love one another. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. Because in a world full of hate, a world full of cancelling, a world full of dismissing everyone... I want to produce a fruit that loves people like never before. So how do I receive it? How do I receive this Holy Spirit that Jesus needed, that I need for my everyday life? Well, it's in the title of our message series, Wait. Wait on God. Stop waiting on a circumstance. Stop waiting on something else. Start to wait on God said, hey, if you wait here in Jerusalem, there's a promise from the Father. It's the Holy Spirit to do what you're called to do, to be filled and to keep being filled. So I'd love us to all stand right where you are in Rotherham, at home. I want us to take a moment to wait. And the team are going to lead us in a moment, but I'd love us to just wait for a few moments. And I've always found in my life that the way I posture myself is important. And so, and physically posturing myself is really important. And so I'd love it if that's helpful for you today. I'd love you to just open your arms like you're receiving a big gift. It's the gift we all need. Maybe you've questioned, do I really need it? Well, if Jesus needed it, I need it. And today you can receive the Holy Spirit and be filled. So let's wait on him. Isaiah tells us, wait on the Lord. You'll renew your strength. I believe for somebody today, you felt weak. Today is a day of renewing your strength. I believe that's for someone in Rotherham right now. You felt weak you felt like you've not been able today as you right now in this moment as you wait on the Lord he'll renew your strength right now Lord Jesus fill us fill us with your Holy Spirit fill us move in our lives empower our lives we believe in that promise we'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us Empower us for our everyday lives.